Hey everybody, welcome back to the Florida Podcast. This is your host, Brandon Holland. It is Tuesday, July 14th, 2020. Happy Tuesday, everyone. Hopefully you're having a great day today. I know I start off every podcast by saying that, but I really do hope that y'all are having a good day. In these tough times, we have to be there for each other, pick each other up a little bit, so positivity goes a long way. With that being said, you know it is Tough Talk Tuesday, where we talk about the tough things that are going on in the state of Florida. So what I've been doing the past couple of weeks is piggybacking off of Market Monday, where I talk about what's going on at the federal level with potential stimulus package part two, and also the Florida economy. And for Tough Talk, I've been getting into the finer numbers. So I want to start off with the COVID numbers, because that is what's having the biggest effect on our economy. I looked it up and in September of 2019, unemployment in the state of Florida was at 3%, and now we are hovering around 14%. So again, everyone knows it's because of COVID, and with the spike in cases, I want to get into the actual numbers and kind of break down what they really mean and what the media is saying. So let's jump right in. So all of this information is coming from floridahealthcovid19.gov. You can go there and see the same information that I'm going to read off right now. But as of today, we have 139,775 positive residents and 3,840 non positive non residents, 143,615 total cases, 4,409 deaths. So there's been a spike, obviously, in the state of Florida, which is getting a lot of news at the national level. So let's kind of jump into a couple more of the fine numbers. So in terms of testing results, we have 291,629 positive tests, 2.3, well, 2,393,614 negative tests. So that kind of shows you the test rate versus the positive rate. From those um, tests, the positive cases by exposure source traveled 2,922 77,771 contact with confirmed case, 2,846 travel and contact with confirmed case, 187,604 under investigation. So that's a total of 291,629. And the positive cases by testing source, 277,688 positive by DOH and CDC, 1 million 111,631 positive by private labs. So that gives you an idea of the numbers that are listed on the website. Again, it's floridahealthcovid19.gov. It's a phenomenal, phenomenal website, and they update it daily. So go on there to see the data. But let's talk about what that data actually means because, again, there's a lot of national news talking about the state of Florida and it's really tough to hear a lot of people that aren't in the state talking about what's going on here because I know they have a personal agenda. They have to push certain narratives. And it's really dangerous because we're in a situation right now where we still have a lot of businesses that are shut down. Bars are still shut down. And the things that people say at the national level, it sometimes comes off as propaganda because this is an election year, and if you think that that is not playing a part in all this, 
I'm here to tell you, you um, got to wake up and realize that this is one of the main reasons that this is getting hyper, hyper polarized from a national level. So the one, the one thing is, again, when you look at the data in the state of Florida, which is what I have not heard at from any uh, station that's reporting on this state nationally, is 25 to 34 age group account. That is the largest age group of COVID cases in the state of Florida. Now, again, I would love to know the average age of the people that were out there protesting because no one seems to want to talk about that. I talked about it last week because that 100% played a factor. I know that people, when they were at bars, as bars opened, people did not socially distance as much as they should have. I get that. I know that played a part in to the upward tick in cases, but the idea that the protests did not play a part in the uptick is absolutely absurd. So I'm going to keep pointing that out. And, you know, again, it's a situation where there's a lot of uncertainty when it comes to our economy. 14% unemployment right now. The biggest thing is, you know, we're in a situation where Florida does 12 weeks for unemployment at $275 a week. So there are a lot of people that are about to have that run out. So Governor DeSantis has a decision to make whether or not he's going to extend the unemployment benefits in the state of Florida. He's actually at a roundtable discussion down in Miami-Dade County right now because the biggest spike in new cases have been coming out of Miami-Dade and Broward County. So he's down there giving a live roundtable I'll have a chance to look at that later on tonight, and I'll probably drop some bonus material to give everyone an update on what he said today at that roundtable. But again, we're in a situation where you have the unemployment being 12 weeks. There are a lot of people that are in a backlog because when we shut down certain industries in June, the new cases being filed in terms of unemployment went up. So the system that has been a joke from day one couldn't handle all of the applications. And so there's a backlog of people that are still waiting to get an answer whether or not they'll get unemployment at all. So it's a, it's a tricky, tricky road that we're on. And I think that's one of the biggest things is what effect this is having on people psychologically because people are so down, a lot of people that are so down and rightfully so because there's, it's so much uncertainty. Again, if you're uh, the owner of a bar, right now, when can you open your doors back up for business? You still have to pay your bills. If you are waiting for your job, you're furloughed and waiting to get your job back, when is that going to happen? Who knows? And on top of the state unemployment, the federal government, the $600 that they were adding to the state unemployment benefits, that's set to expire July 31st. So it's a situation where we have the state and the federal government both trying to figure out what they're going to do. Right now, the United States Senate is on vacation. So it's frustrating. And, you know, a lot of people are just super frustrated with what's going on. And we have every right to be as citizens. Transparency is very, very important. So again, in the state of Florida, it's a question of how are we going to move forward? And how are we going to come up with a comprehensive plan for the amount of cases, the death rates, who is most likely to, who is the 
who are the people that are at the greatest risk of potentially passing away when it comes to getting COVID and how we can come up with a plan that addresses everyone, keep everyone as safe as possible, but also allow our economy to open back up. And it's a big, big, big situation. Again, Florida, we have 29 electoral votes in the state of Florida, biggest swing state, one of the biggest swing states in the country. So the idea that people aren't thinking about how government is affecting legislation in terms of this coming election, and we know, we already know what, the, what, it, what it's all about. I mean, it, it is get Trump out of office at any cost. And if the American people, certain American people have to suffer because of that, then there's a certain group of people that are just fine as long as they achieve their ultimate goal. So that's playing a, a, a big part in this right now. And again, always ask yourself the question, who, has, who stands to gain if this economy doesn't open back up? I mentioned this last week in a podcast, but I'm going to touch on it again because there is a huge, huge push. There's a lot of big companies spending massive amounts of money to push mail-in voting schemes. That's what I call them, mail-in voting schemes. And I don't want to get too much into all that. You can go back to my podcast last week and click on that full podcast to hear the breakdown of who is spending the money and the groups that the money is being funneled, funneled through. So again, when you put all these things together and then you hear Dr. Fauci come out a couple days ago and talk about how he believes that Florida may have opened too soon, we were right, we were right on target. We were right. We got to phase two and we hadn't had a spike until the riot started and the peaceful protest started. And again, I always say I'm 100% for peaceful protest. You don't have the right to riot no matter how justified you think you are. But during a pandemic, I'm not sure that I would have um, let things escalate the way that I did. So again, we'll see what happens with DeSantis today and what he says about COVID because again, that's the number one thing that's affecting our economy right now. So the, the tough questions are, what, what do we want as citizens? You know, do you want to keep wearing masks everywhere? I did a podcast on that. Um, do we need to focus on, again, those that are, that are at risk, at the highest risk, and what would that look like? Because if you click on the website that I provided earlier, again, that's the floridahealthcovid19.gov website, you know, the, on the very, very first page, the homepage, it says what you need to know about COVID-19 in Florida. The elderly and those with underlying medical problems like high blood pressure, heart problems, and diabetes are more likely to develop serious Ill illness. So with that being said, it's okay if we know those are the people at the highest risk, let's focus on how we can help those people and keep them safe, Right but also allow our economy to open back up because, you know, people cannot continue to lose money and lose their jobs and not have and just be waiting around to figure out what's going to happen at, a, at the state level as well as the federal level. So these are the tough things that we need to be talking about with each other first because it starts with us. We talk to each other and then we figure out the plan that's going to work the best for our local communities, again, 
I'm over close to, I'm in Pinellas County, totally different if I was in Miami-Dade County. But we have to start talking to our neighbors and coming up with plans, putting stuff on paper, and then going to our local officials to say, okay, these are our numbers. These are the state's numbers. How can we move forward while helping the people and protecting the people that need it the most? So again, this is why it's Tough Talk Tuesday, because it's, it's hard. We have to figure out what we want as citizens first, and then we can take that to our local officials and hold them accountable because they chose to run for office, not us. So I think that's going to be it for this podcast for the day. Again, I love when you guys send me emails at thefloridapodcast at gmail.com. I love reading those and try to make sure that I'm giving you the content that you are asking me for and giving you something that you can take and apply to make all of our lives better. So until the next time, have a fantastic Tuesday. And this is the Florida Podcast signing off.